Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 802. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, I'm going to share an article with you about the number of 401k millionaires hitting a new high. And that's because even during this pandemic, we have people that are succeeding, we have accounts growing in value, and it just shows that even during a pandemic, you can make money investing because investing is all about compounding and wealth building is about compounding. So I wanted to share this with you as not only information about what's happened during the pandemic, but also to give you hope that continuing to invest, continuing with your strategy is the right path for you. And we'll talk about some additional strategies that I have for you as well. But let me share with you this article from the Washington Post. It was written by Michelle Singletary. And it says, during the pandemic, with millions of people unemployed, the number of workers joining the Millionaires Club hit record levels. In its third quarter retirement report, Fidelity Investments said the number of 401k participants with $1 million or more in one of its plans increased to 262,000, up about 17% from the previous quarter. The number of IRA millionaires jumped to 234,000, up nearly 15%. Both topped the previous highs in the 2019 fourth quarter, when Fidelity reported 233,000 401k millionaires and 208,000 IRA millionaires. The bulk of the increase in 401k account balances in the third quarter was due to market performance, about 90% compared with contributions. Although the market dipped in October, from July 1 to September 30, There was positive market performance, which helped boost retirement balances, a spokesman for Fidelity said. So I want to pause there and just say, yes, remember we were in this together during the March sell-off, and I encouraged you to buy at the lows in March because I saw new all-time highs coming this fall. The market has rebounded spectacularly well, as have some of our sector investments, such as silver and mining shares and crypto. But what we're seeing is that people that held firm in their retirement accounts, didn't panic and sell, were richly rewarded for continuing to be invested in the stock market. So that's another tip for you, is that when the stock market is down, even increasing your contribution at that time can be a powerful strategy. Just continuing to hold through the downturn definitely is always a good idea, but if you can increase your contribution and increase how much you're actually putting into your retirement plan, you're going to be buying in low. And so that's usually a really good strategy to use that pullback in the market to add to your account. 
The article goes on to say there was a record-setting spike in the number of millionaires investing in the Thrift Savings Plan, or TSP, the federal government's version of a 401k. As of September 30th, out of nearly 5.9 million participants, there were 55,183 TSP millionaires, up from 45,219 in the previous quarter, according to the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board. Year over year, the number of TSP millionaires increased about 40%. The number of millionaires before taxes, of course, is a relatively small percentage of the total number of retirement plan participants. Nonetheless, crossing the millionaire threshold is a momentous investment achievement. The people who were able to keep their jobs and keep their hours, for those people, we really did see that they just continued to contribute and continue to take advantage of the company match, said Jean Thompson, Senior Vice President for Fidelity. On the flip side, other workers were affected by reduced hours, furloughs and layoffs, resulting in them taking hardship withdrawals under the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security CARES Act, which relaxed a number of rules to make it easier for people to access their retirement funds. In some cases, even if it wasn't them in particular, It could have been their spouse or partner, so they saw a drastic drop in their monthly income, Thompson said. If an employer allows plan loans, the CARES Act increased the limit on loans to $100,000 from $50,000. Workers younger than age 59 and a half are ordinarily subjected to a 10% early withdrawal penalty in addition to income tax due. However, under the CARES Act, The 10% penalty is waived for retirement account distributions up to $100,000 for employees experiencing financial hardship related to the pandemic. The waiver covers withdrawals made on or after January 1st until December 31st. So I want to pause there and just say, although they did relax the withdrawal regulations, most people did not withdraw money from the retirement plans, even though they could. Why is that? Because usually your retirement plan is one of your growth vehicles that's compounding at a higher rate. And that's why you don't want to take money out of your highest compounding investments. You want to take money out of your lowest compounding investments. And that's why my next tip is to use retirement funds last. Since they have the potential to compound at the highest rate, Use money like your savings account money that's hardly earning anything as your first source of funds. So using up low interest bearing accounts first can be a smarter move than using your higher compounding stock market funds, which we always try and compound at an average annual return of around 10% per year. And if you aren't familiar with a lot about compounding, how it works, why it's so important, I recommend that you read my Wealth Heiress book because we talk a lot about compounding, how important it is, and how to get that working in your favor to build wealth for you. The article goes on to say, here's an FAQ on the CARES Act rules that addresses the financial relief provided to retirement plan participants. Despite the economic downturn, Fidelity reported that a relatively small percentage of the 30 million retirement accounts it manages took advantage of the CARES Act provision. 
From April until the end of October, 1.3 million individuals had taken a CARES Act distribution from their retirement account, representing about 5.2% of eligible employees. The average distribution amount was $10,000 and the median was $3,000. That means half took more and half took less. That's median. And that was $3,000. There was some concern among plan providers that a lot of workers would take large withdrawals, putting them behind in their retirement savings, Thompson said, but this hasn't happened. There are a fair amount of people who are taking just what they need, Thompson said, so they are taking that small amount as they need it versus taking a huge lump sum. They are getting what they need just to get by to make ends meet. As we all know, when you take the money out, it can be hard to put it back in. The Vanguard Group reported similar findings regarding withdrawals under the CARES Act. The company said 4.5% of participants withdrew assets from their retirement plan under the CARES Act, while less than 1% took a CARES Act loan. The median distribution amount was approximately $12,000. The median age was 43, and the median income was about $62,000. There were more ways to tap into your account, but what our research showed, which was surprising to us but is encouraging, is that very few people did, said Dave Stinnett, principal in charge of Vanguard's strategic retirement consulting team. And the amount people took out was relatively modest. Even so, those who took out a withdrawal could now have a retirement readiness gap, Stinnett said. But if you take into account the median amount that people withdrew and the average age of those who took a distribution, all people have to do is increase by 1% how much they contribute from their paycheck next year, he said. And if they do that over the course of their working life, they'll close that gap, Stinnett said. As of November 12th, more than 96,000 TSP participants took withdrawals under the CARES Act, totaling close to $2.3 billion. Overall, despite turbulence in the stock market, retirement plan participants stayed the course. Fidelity said the average IRA balance was $117,700, up 6% from last quarter. The average 401k balance increased to $109,600, up 5% from the second quarter. End of article. So I want to encourage you as a last tip to keep a long-term perspective. I like the idea of being able to add 1%. You know, it doesn't always have to be a huge amount that you increase as a contribution to your retirement plan. Just a little bit extra every month can add up and compound it over 20 or 30 years can make an enormous difference. So even a small additional contribution would be a great idea. But here's the main point. Keep a long-term perspective. You can experience hardship, and some people are experiencing hardship more than others. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have lost their health. And so the things that have happened vary widely to different people. But one thing I know, for those people who have lost their jobs, When you're experiencing hard times, the best thing to do is just put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward. The worst thing you can do is get stuck and do nothing. Take some action to move in the right direction. If it's in regard to your health, 
try new methods to get healthy. If it's in regard to getting another job, take action to meet with people, go online and do research, revise your resume, whatever it might be, take some action and move forward. And it's the same thing with investing. Always trying to keep one foot in front of the other, investing a little bit more money each month, or doing a little bit better with your investment returns, staying invested in growth type vehicles for the long-term. Keeping that long-term perspective is really gonna serve you well, especially when we're talking about retirement. Unless you're right up on your retirement age and plan to retire in the next few years, you have some time to continue to compound, grow your money, and even after retirement, you're gonna need some growth. So it's not like your money's gonna stop growing as soon as you decide to retire. That needs to continue building wealth for you, compounding and growing even while you're in retirement so you can outpace inflation and continue to have more money in your retirement account. So growth is always going to be important in one way or another within your investment portfolio. So keep moving forward, keep putting that one foot in front of the other, and before you know it, you will have financial freedom. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available so you never miss one of them. And if you're thinking about how to compound your money more successfully, consider my insider investing group, the VIP experience. We're all about finding superior investment returns in the market and increasing compounding rates wherever possible. Just fill out the short questionnaire in the show notes and we'll set up a time to talk. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.